Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Today on our show, I want you to learn about Dr. Parasetti. Coming to us from Scotland, he is a medical doctor, and he has several books on a topic that you and I are both interested in. His latest book is called Step Into the Light, Transform Your Fear of Death by Learning About Life After Life. And I've asked him to share a little bit about himself. Okay, very good. So I am uh, your run-of-the-mill Western-educated medical doctor. And uh, then what happened is that I got interested in international humanitarian assistance and I wanted to work for the Red Cross. So I got a a master's degree in public health. And for a number of years, I did indeed work internationally with the International Red Cross for many years and then shortly uh, for the United Nations. And then I went on uh, from, from the field to the classroom and for 17 years, I taught management of humanitarian operations, that's public health in emergencies, but broader than that, the overall management of humanitarian operations to graduate and and doctoral students to uh, three uh, major universities in Europe. That's what I've been doing. My wife, one day we were living in Geneva in Switzerland at the time, one day we were having tea and she told me an anecdote a ghostly story that happened to her. She's from Glasgow herself. And I started by saying that I'm a Western educated medical doctor. And with that, I imply that at the time, this was happening in 2008. At the time, I was in a frame of mind that everything that can possibly exist is matter. And mm-hmm. if you cannot touch it or measure it, it simply does not exist. And therefore, mind Well, what's mind? Mind is simply the product of the electrochemical activity of the brain, isn't it? And by logical consequence, when that activity stops, well, that's the end of it. That's the end of us, that's the end of mind, and that's the end of life. 
And that little anecdote set in motion a process which lasted, I mean, a long time, many years. And that set me on a path of discovering, of discovery, sorry, and on a path of suffering as well, because I was discussing this with somebody else recently. And I say that it is indeed an arduous, a difficult path, because moving from that uncritical acceptance of materialism to the position where I am now is not a linear process. It's not that you read a book or you you understand something and you're done. No, changing worldview is a going and coming back process. One moment you're convinced and the next moment you say, no, bloody hell, but that's not possible. I mean, I reckon to this day, I read about 30,000 pages of literature on the broader subject of psychical research. And I'm a member of several professional scientific organizations dedicated to the study of these subjects. And I went to conferences, study days, I even trained personally with Raymond Moody, who I think many of your listeners will remember is the you know, 25 million copy seller of Life After Life. If the, the first one who have uh, really come out has spoken about uh, near-death experiences in the 70s, eventually did convince that we don't die. The evidence is there. The facts are there. Anybody who has considered the whole lot of the evidence can only draw one conclusion. In a way, we do not understand human personality survives the death of the physical body. Even amongst scientists, so to speak, or people of a scientific disposition, if you ask them off the record, they will say that they do entertain this possibility. But then when they they have to make a pronouncement officially, they retract and they have to protect their career, their status and everything. They have to take the skeptical attitude, which is sadly still fashionable now. What today I am convinced that A, mind cannot is related to, but more than the electrochemical activity of the brain. Anybody who's looked at the parapsychology research and afterlife studies can only draw that conclusion. Yes, there is a correlation, but it's more than. It's not dependent on mind, it's not dependent on mind, can exist independently from a functioning physical brain. Facts say that. There's not wishful thinking. Facts say that. And secondly, as we just said, and, and perhaps this is an extension of the, the first truth, is that we do survive physical death. When I say do, I mean our mind, our personality, our memories, as we just said, our affections, do survive the demise of the physical body. And people often ask me, where's the proof of that? And if we had a superficial conversation, I could point you to a number of elements, of pieces of evidence, which in themselves are so strong, so undeniable, that they would constitute proof in themselves. 
But if we are having a truly serious conversation, if I were to defend this in a court of justice, for instance, I would present, I would make the argument that survival is supported, let's say, a rational belief in life after life is supported by the collective weight of the evidence. There are, as I said, individual pieces which are very, very strong, but still, when you consider the collective weight of the evidence about a dozen field of investigation, afterlife communication, reincarnation studies, near-death studies, deathbed visions, there's about a dozen. And they are coherent and consistent. They all point to the same truth, the unbelievable truth that we don't die, as Sandra says. So I'm not convinced by one thing. I've not been convinced, as I said before, in one flash of insight or understanding. It's For me, it's the accumulation of, of information. I like to say that rational belief in life after life is supported by the knowledge and critical evaluation of facts. People have to know and engage their own reason in, say, as I do in 21 days, as I do in both the, the workbook that you have, uh, Love Knows No Death, and the new book, Step Into the Light, I engage the reader's reason, because that's the only way to really make that step that transforms the pain of a loss and transforms the fear of death. So let me take another moment of, of, of your time and your listeners' time to explain a little bit where I come from in my applied psychical research, or yes, applied afterlife studies stance. I have uh, studied cognitive behavior therapy, which is an evidence, the evidence-based form of psychotherapy, which is now the standard treatment, particularly for depression and also for anxiety disorders. And the premise of cognitive therapy is very simple. It's evidence-based, so again, it's not a theory, a fancy theory like psychoanalysis is, again, facts and evidence-based. Facts and evidence say is that the way we feel depends entirely on the way we think. If we have a stimulus, the stimulus does not lead directly to an emotion. Before the emotion is felt, you have to pass through an interpretation of the stimulus. I'll give you a sim very simple example. You're asleep at night and you're woken up by a noise in, a, in the adjacent room. That's the stimulus. It's the same as a noise there, something crashing there. Your first thought is a burglar has entered the apartment. What's your emotion? Fear, panic. Thank you. Your first thought is the cat has knocked over the flower vase. What's your reaction? What's your emotion? Uh, could be upset, but I go back to sleep. There you go. So the stimulus is the same. The interpretation of the stimulus is different. 
the emotion that we feel so strongly is completely different. So thoughts are fundamentally important in determining our emotions and our well-being. In the case of bereavement, in the case of a pain of a loss, I am fond, again, I use this expression, I am fond of saying that there's a part of the pain which is quite simply unavoidable, Sandra. That is who we are as human beings. And there's no pill, there's no theory, there's no nothing that will take that away. We are humans. We're bound to have this, which is the possibly the most commonly shared experience. We lose somebody, we love, we're in pain. There's nothing to do. That part is incompressible. It cannot be compressed. But there's another part of the pain, which is avoidable and unnecessary. Dr. Parasetti, I think this is a good time for the break because I know you have a lot more to say on this. My friends who want to check out his website, you can find out more about Dr. Piero Calvi Parasetti at drparasetti.com. D-R-P-A-R-I-S-E-T-T-I dot com. So let's go to the break and then we'll be back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Dr. Piero Parasetti, who had a great example about our thoughts control our emotions. And Dr. Parasetti, you were just talking about grief. The pain is unavoidable, but that there is a part that is avoidable. Could you pick up where you left off? There's another part of the pain, which is avoidable and unnecessary. And that part of the pain comes from a thought. And the thought is, my loved one has vanished. My loved one has disappeared into a black nothingness. It existed, and now it doesn't exist anymore. Has a very painful thought. It generates an unspeakable, really, I mean, pain and suffering. And it is simply not true. So like in cognitive therapy, cognitive therapy teaches you to recognize these automatic negative thoughts that support depression, and not to go all the way to positive thinking, yeah, I'm the best, because that's fake. That's equally fake. It simply rebalances and reformulates the thought in a more realistic way. The same thing can be done with thoughts about death, right? So this is very helpful for people who have lost a loved one, And here I come to the latest book. I am surprised, pleasantly surprised at myself, I must say, because I've researched and written a whole book during lockdown. You say, ha ha, easy enough. You've got nothing else to do. True. I make no mystery. I had a a relatively major depressive episode, very strongly linked with the limitations and the fact of being, you know, the lockdown and and all all these things. And, you know, we've all suffered in our own ways. And my way of suffering was through a depression, out of which I'm very glad to say I'm out, but I suffered quite a bit. Despite that, since I'm a good soldier, (laughs) I managed to research and write a, a whole book is a very serious book and it's directed specifically at those in fear of death their own death or the death of a loved one and here again i want you and and our friends our listeners to 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 put ourselves in a situation it's possibly one of the, the worst situations we can think we don't really want to think of that possibility let's say that will never happen to us but if it were to happen if we were to find ourselves with a terminal disease or at least the diagnosis of a terminal disease that is bad enough a situation isn't it There is, like for the bereaved person, there's a part of the suffering of that situation, which unfortunately is not me, is not nothing will take that away. It's the discomfort in certain cases, unfortunately, is the actual pain. It really is a difficult situation. Made worse, unnecessarily worse by the fear by the terror of annihilation, the fear of ceasing to exist. I exist now and I will not exist anymore. 
I have experiences now. This is what really what we treasure. I have experiences now, and then it will be a black curtain, and I will not experience anything anymore. Well, that thought is false. That thought is not supported to evidence, and this is a beautiful truth. So unfortunately, I cannot do anything for the pain and the suffering of going through, you know, a, a, a serious, a, a, a fatal degenerative disease or, or a cancer or whatever it is. But I can do a lot to take away that unnecessary pain. And what I do is that I explain. Can I go on? Do we still, oh, still we have, have a moment? Because I mean, I'm really, ah. <laughs> the floor is um, yours. I mean, take my, as much time as you like. You're so kind. I mean, my elements, because I'm passionate about these things. These things are not only intellectually interesting, and that's what attracts me. They have such a transformative potential for people, and that's why I'm so enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing in Step Into the Light is that instead people, okay, people are scared of dying, are scared of not, have a fear of not existing anymore, which is, you know, a primordial fear we all have. But people are also curious to know what dying is like. And, and if indeed there is an afterlife, that in itself is a great as a great reason for hope and optimism. But what is that afterlife like? So in order to answer those questions, one could have uh, reviewed, I don't know, the religious and beliefs around the world and what they say about the afterlife or, or some philosophical stances on, on what an afterlife might be. Well, I thought of taking a much more pragmatic approach. Let's ask those who've been there. And my sources of information are essentially three. One specific to the process of dying, and those are deathbed visions, an end-of-life phenomena. Then on what the afterlife may or actually does look like, we have two other major sources of information, which are near-death experiencers and those who have actually died and communicate to us from the other side, the spirit communicators. So the first part of the book is devoted to establishing the credibility of these sources. Is it reasonable to trust the testimony from DBVs, that bad visions, NDEs, near-death experiences, and spirit communication. And I engage the reader in what I describe as a bit of a detective work, like, you know, a forensic, like CSI <laughs> business, because we look at what deathbed visions and other end-of-life phenomena are. We look at all the alternative explanations for this beautiful, beautiful experiences that many people have. Let me open a parenthesis here because many people don't know. Mind you, if you ask nurses or people working in hospices, they say, oh, of course, we see this all the time. But then let me share this snippet of evidence. We know that about 
10% of people are conscious at the moment of their passing, okay? Of those, two-thirds, I mean a massive two-thirds, have deathbed visions. They are seen, they were semi-comatose and they lost all the faculties and they were just laying in bed. And 12, 24, 36 hours before actually passing, they seem to wake up, their demeanor changes completely and they talk to people nobody else sees, not always. Somebody, some, sometimes they are also seen and those are the shared death experiences. But let's, let's stay with DBVs. And they say, oh, here's, here's my mom, here's my brother, his, I mean, deceased relatives who, have, who are constantly said to have come to take them over to facilitate the passing. And, and, and there's, this is much more complex than that. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. big paintbrushes, right? Mm-hmm. So deathbed visions and other end-of-life phenomena paint a very rosy picture of the moment of passing. Can we believe that? Or are we fooling ourselves? I don't want to be taken for a right I mean, as much as I'm happy to have this rational belief, and really, I mean, for me, is a terror to be, you know, to believe something that's false. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at the phenomenon. Let's look at what explanations have been attempted or tentatively proposed, and we see that none of the normal explanations can actually account for the clinical facts. So we establish the credibility of DBVs. Then we do the same for near-death experiences to quite some extent. Step into the light is not daytime television. I'm sorry to say. I know that I'm cutting off a part of the potential readership here. It's not an academic text, but it requires some commitment. You have to engage with the evidence. If you want to arrive at the beautiful belief that can take away your fear of death, you have to engage with the evidence. So you have to understand that deathbed visions are credible, near-death experiences are credible, and it is reasonable to trust what spirit communicators tell us. It is reasonable to believe that they are who or what they claim to be. And I mean, it it takes quite a few pages to to get to that understanding. Once we've, or I have, let's say, we, we together, once we've established, me and the reader, that those sources of information are credible, then the second part of the book looks at what they actually say. And what it was, again, so interesting from from the personal, the human point of view and from the intellectual point of view is to see that people from totally different traditions, backgrounds, cultures, previous religious beliefs or non-beliefs, they essentially say the same things. Dr. Parasetti, let's go to a quick break and then 
you can pick up where you left off. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with Dr. Piero Parasetti, author of Step Into the Light, Transform Your Fear of Death by Learning About Life After Life. Let's continue. People from totally different traditions, backgrounds, cultures, previous religious beliefs or non-beliefs, they essentially say the same things. We, we know that from near-death experiences, but it's amazing to see the same thing coming from deathbed visions and from spirit communication. And even more intriguing, many of the things they say concerning the afterlife and what happens to us are in direct contrast to what is said by established religions. And that, for me, is a further element that indicates that they are they're real sources because they're relating not what you would expect their beliefs to be. They are relating an actual experience. So that's what Step Into the Light uh, is, is all about. And in the big picture, after reading it, and not just reading it, but I think Everyone has to go on this journey for themselves. And it's great to believe what other people 
say, but we need to experience it for ourselves to really get it, to really embrace the truth. But what do you see possible? I mean, it's not only just not having a fear of death that's possible. What's possible with how people live life? Sorry, what's possible? Say again. Well, how can people live life differently with well, having this information? Living, if, um, living a meter off the ground. <laughs> if you see, if you, if you, that's sorry, this came out of somewhere. But really, when you realize that this all important life, that we think is the only way people say, oh, life is too short and it's the only one we have, etc. Well, actually not. <laughs> actually not. Life is much grander than we can possibly think. And I mean, if really you, you spoke about the greater scheme of things here, I'm, I'm really thinking of the greatest, greatest, greatest scheme of things. And I mean, it, 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 and, and we we do draw that conclusion, funnily enough, at the beginning and at the end mm -hmm. of the book. Life exists at various different levels. Earth or whatever material world we happen to be living in at certain stages is one of those levels. There are other levels which we visit apparently reportedly in a cyclical fashion. It seems, it appears, we can conclude all these expressions. We can conclude that life is formed or consists of rather a series of cycles, including an earthly or otherwise material incarnation followed by sojourns in various levels of the spiritual realms. There's not one afterlife, there are many, and there are often, even in traditional spiritual traditions, there, you know, they speak about the seven heavens and, and, and everything. There are concentric spheres, if you want, or, 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 or different levels, the material level being the and what I say lowest, it's, it's, it is low, but it's not judgmental. It happens to be the more solid, the more material. And then you move, when, when you shed the physical body, you move into or through progressively more refined, more spiritual, less material planes of existence but it is always existence. It's the same existence we are experiencing now. We exist in a non-material world. And then we do reincarnate. That's the only conclusion we can draw from testimony and from evidence. And this happens how many times? I don't know. How many angels can dance on, the, on, on a pinhead? I don't know. But I would say many times. And we go through the cycle of earthly incarnation and life in the different spheres, so to speak, of the, of the spirit world. But this is not a, a line. We're, we're not on the same level. This is not a flat process. This is an upward process. I see it as a spiral going up because the meaning, the final 
the quintessential, the fundamental meaning of existence is making experiences, is experiencing the very fact of experiences. And these experiences accumulate, they contribute to wisdom, to the age of our personality, of our soul, to the point that at some stage, when we've accumulated enough experiences through many of these cycles, then when it's time to go back and reincarnate, well, not anymore. Then we do finally merge into this unity, fundamental consciousness. Call it God if you want to be religious, if you want to call it with a religious term. I'd rather call it cosmic consciousness or the ultimate nature of reality. And here I speak personally. I'm not speaking about evidence of or facts anymore. That's my personal convictions after studying these things for many years, after yeah, reflecting and thinking, I became convinced that the ultimate nature of reality is not matter, it's consciousness. Consciousness creates matter and not all the way around. I know this is difficult, but that's, I love that's, it. What, I, that's what I believe. I'm with you. And, I, and, I, there are, and there are very, very, very strong arguments that can mm-hmm. be made for that, okay? And if that is true, that is perfectly consistent with what we are told by mm-hmm. our sources of information. And therefore, at the end of these many cycles and processes and everything, we go back into being what we've always been, consciousness. We were consciousness to begin with. We manifested in earthly incarnations and unearthly incarnations, the same. We manifest on earth as material beings and in the spirit world as non-material beings, but we still manifest as beings. And then at the end of the process, like a wave that has formed from the ocean and goes back in the ocean. But it was ocean all the time. And we've been consciousness, awareness all the time. That all, that's all that exists. It's very well said. And there's an author named Mike Dooley who always says, thoughts become things. Oh, so choose the good ones. So I want to just remind everyone who's listening right now about what you said about when things happen and they go through the mind. Uh, someone had said the mind can make a heaven out of hell or hell out of heaven. And so with concepts like, say, reincarnation or merging into greater consciousness, there can be fear that comes up about what's going to happen. And there's arguments on both sides for reincarnation and different things. And I always tell people, go with what feels right. You know, believe in perfect. We're all on our own journeys. But be careful of what the mind says, because even when I was a five-year-old child, I wasn't thinking so far into the future as to what's life going to be like now. And the same thing happens to be afraid right now for what could happen in a thousand years merging into the consciousness. We have to trust that we have made it this far in life. We've made it through grief. We've made it through 
obstacles and struggles and even the terrible things people have made it through. But the bottom line is we made it through. So we will still be us in the afterlife. And we will continue, but we won't have this negative self-talk. This is addressed Again, sorry for coming back to the book no, all the it's time, good. but I mean, you know, because these are crucial questions that needs addressing, and these are addressed specifically with very specific quotes that, again, in a way which we do not begin to understand, that merging in a thousand or a billion, whatever, you know, time apparently is is a very earthly concept. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to other parts of our existence. But let's say in this distant future, when we will apparently reportedly merge back into consciousness, we will not lose our, our individuality. And this is mysterious and marvelous. So even if now we've taken care of your death, fear of death tomorrow or, you know, in, in, in 30, 40, 50 years. Now, don't have the fear. Don't replace that with the fear of merging back into consciousness because that's not, that's not really granted. You, you, we do somehow retain our individuality even as part of this cosmic whole. Let me take a last stab, if I may, on why it's important to know what happens when we die and afterwards. Let me interrupt just for a second, because I think this would be a good time to go to the break, and then you can come back with your last stab. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. We are with Dr. Piero Parasetti, author of Step Into the Light, Transform Your Fear of Death by Learning About Life After Life. And doctor, you were just about to say why it's so important that we believe in life after death. We have been repeatedly told, and you know, the second part of the book is essentially made up of quotes. They are organized quotes and, and systematized, and, and there's this introduction and commentary to the quotes. But these are quotes from the sources. We established the credibility of the sources. Now we want to use them, okay? On this particular subject, there is a, a really an insistence on the part of our deceased friends on the other side, that being prepared, knowing what's going to happen to you once you shed your physical body, is essential to avoid a period of confusion and bewilderment, which can actually be unpleasant. And some people experience when either they suffer a sudden death they were not prepared of for, or they have not thought about this. They don't know what to expect, or maybe they expect not to exist anymore. That makes the initial period of the afterlife a possibly unpleasant experience. Remember the medieval Christian prayer quoted by the late Professor David Fontana, bless his soul, one of my really intellectual heroes. And he reminded of, of, of this prayer that says, God, save me from a sudden death. Why? It's the sudden element that's important because a sudden death is a death for which we're not prepared and may lead, as I say, to this moment of yeah disorientation, bewilderment, and, and possibly negative experiences, which is temporary, because at the end of the day, we all naturally, like a bubble, like a bubble of air from the bottom of the ocean, we naturally soar up. Our discarnate selves naturally soar towards higher dimensions. So that moment of disorientation and negativity is temporary. But if you can avoid it, so much the better. How to avoid it? Be prepared, as the scouts would say, be prepared by knowing what life after life is like. And our loved ones will be there to greet us. I have full faith in that. Indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amongst the many fears about Death is the fact that people are scared of dying alone. We never die alone. We always die, even 
at the moment of death, we're surrounded by loved ones. And if we don't have, I don't know anybody who doesn't have any deceased loved one, but if we happen not to have, we have spiritual beings and spirit guides who come and greet you and help you transitioning over. So we do not die alone. And that's the first beautiful truth about death, apart from the fact that we don't die. Oh, it's wonderful. And I think even probably for you and for me, there are times that we question everything that we've done and learned. It's like, is this really happening? I mean, it, I think for our human beingness, we're not meant to remember 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. the bigger picture, because I don't know if there would be the value in life. Uh, we, we still need some struggles to have successes. And there's so many things, but I, and probably you live a different kind of life because we can't be caught up in our humanity too long because all it takes is sharing or even our, some of our listeners might watch a video on YouTube and you think, oh yeah, that's right. It is a much bigger picture. So mm -hmm. I don't think we tend to buy into negativity as long. I think we can be more powerful in life as opposed to being a victim. We might say, okay, maybe this is in my life and I've got something to learn for my soul. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Also, I I'm with you entirely. And I think that we, we owe it to ourselves to, to try to improve ourselves and, and you know, to avoid suffering if possible and to create in our material lives the conditions as possible to be happy. But remember what I said a moment ago, we come to this earth or to other material worlds as well as we exist here and we exist in the spiritual realm for one reason, to have experiences. And there are certain experiences we are clearly told which are only possible in the material plane. Not all these experiences are positive. Unfortunately, we were not made or born to be happy all the time. We have to serenely admit that. When we're having unpleasant experiences, we don't like it. I really was not well uh, six or eight or 10 months ago, and I hated it. And I was trying to squirm out of it. And like anybody would, if you have a short tooth, you don't like it. And, and you do anything you can to try to come out of that. However, from the greater, the, the far away perspective we've taken a moment ago, that is an experience. That is part of what we came to this earth for, having experiences. And I think like many of us know, whether it's a tooth or whether it's a loved one who dies, once we've had that experience, we can make a difference with someone else. Very Whether it's you can make it through this, you learn how strong you are. Absolutely. Uh, I had a friend of mine who ended up making a lot of money, so much money that he bought all the best things, traveled around the world, shared freely with his friends, and he was miserable. Because being happy all the time, yeah. you aren't happy all the time. You can't. 
so he gave it up and he's living, I mean, he still has money, but he's working, he's contributing to society. <laughs> and that's where the true riches are. It's a, it, and he's a better human being, dare I say, I don't want to be judgmental, but you know, I mean, yeah. I agree. Well, anything else you'd like to share? We're coming up to the top I, of the I hour here. I think that we've, we've discussed a lot of things and I enjoyed a lot. That was, it, it's always an outlet for my enthusiasm and I really thank you for, for providing that. And I thank the listeners who've endured <laughs> my, the blather, as we say in Glasgow, you, you may, listeners will be uh, baffled because uh, they, they hear Italian undertones and, and Scottish undertones in my speaking. Yes, I'm a tally. I'm, I'm a Glaswegian Italian. <laughs> so oh, that's it's a who beautiful I am. thing. You're a beautiful <laughs> man. You're oh, you're so kind. Oh, thank you, Dr. Parasetti. And to our listeners, don't forget to check out his book, Step Into the Light, Transform Your Fear of Death by Learning About Life After Life. Also, you can find out more on his website, drparasetti.com, D-R-P-A-R-I-S-E-T-T-I.com. This has been an incredible conversation, and I'm just reminded by a show my mom and I watched earlier today. The actor, Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor in the Disney movies, he's got a six-part series called Limitless where he learns all about the human body, the mind, how to live a life with longevity. It's an amazing show, and he does all kinds of crazy things like swimming in ice-cold water and dangling 100 feet from a cable car and having to rope climb all the way up to the top and so many things really pushing his limits but also like I said to learn about longevity the very last episode is about aging and the end of life so they put him in a suit that was designed by MIT Massachusetts Institute of Technology that he is this completely fit man but the suit makes him feel like he's in his mid-80s. So it really restricts his movements. He's got to wear glasses that make his vision blurry. They block out 30% of his hearing. He's wobbly. He just is in a body that feels like what many people do when they're older. And as a result, they put him in a retirement community and the lesson is to learn to accept that we're all going to age and death is on the horizon for all of us and how we can really live life when we accept aging and we accept death. There is a woman at the end who does a meditation with him. She is a, a death doula or a death midwife. But there was something that just didn't sit right with me with her words, because she was talking about it being the end, being the end of him. And I thought, great show, but what if these death doulas talk people through, like on the exhale, 
you will open your eyes and you'll be surrounded by your loved ones and you may see a bright light and things like that. So it just left me thinking, hmm, maybe there's something to record there so that we can lose that fear of dying and then have that powerful life. I want to thank you for listening today. As always, our home base is wedontdie.com. Come join our Facebook group. Come join one of our medium classes. Get to know your soul as the mighty one that it is. I'm Sandra Champlain, and you've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.